With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Child Whisper Podcast. It's your host, Carol Tuttle. Thanks for joining me today. The Child Whisper book is available for your supporting the experience of raising happy, successful, and cooperative children. And this is an extension of my best-selling book, a weekly podcast, to be available to answer your questions. And you can call in today by dialing in to 347-677-1963. That's the number to call into to get on the show today. And I do have a fun giveaway for one of our lucky callers today. So uh, call in with either a success story or a question that I can help you with. The topic for today is how to discipline your children less often. Um, and this kind of spun from, of course, we look at the questions that come in each week. My producer, Stephanie, does a fabulous job at looking through all the questions, looking at kind of the topic that's coming in through the, the questions that are submitted at parenting at liveyourtruth.com and even from the success stories that are submitted. And this week's success story was submitted by a type two mom, Annie. And Annie writes, when I first read The Child Whisperer, I was concerned about how little it talked about discipline. Because in my experience, parenting was about finding the best disciplining methods to, keep, to help teach children right and wrong. I decided to try out the methods of celebrating their nature, as you had outlined anyway, just to see what happened. And I now understand why there is so little about discipline. The need for discipline has dropped drastically in our family just by honoring the natures of my children. And when my kids do act out, I know that it is because there is a need that is not being met, and I join their team in trying to find a solution rather than fighting the behavior that is a result of the unmet need. You have changed my entire mindset of what it means to be a parent. I love that because, yes, Annie, you got it. And it's such an interesting, I, I like to say we're flipping parenting. We're flipping it because based on an old hierarchical model of parenting where the parent is always the authority and that was birthed from a very, at the time, patriarchal system where hierarchy was children should be seen and not heard. Children need to be taught to obey. There was this concept of having to discipline, to teach right and wrong. 
And yet you're understanding that I believe every human being has inherent, innate, inherited good, God-given nature that when supported, it brings out the best in us. Because as we are loved and honored and validated, we are balanced human beings. And I think it is our nature to want to bring forth goodwill. And so thank you so much for that beautiful success story. Our giveaway winner today um, is the email question. Our lucky winner goes to Laura. Laura Lampreg. I'm looking at my notes here. I can't say your last name, Laura, but you're luck you're lucky. You're the lucky winner of two books. I have two sets of these two books by my good friend and colleague, Jill Neistel. Jill is the creator and the very well-known successful blogger of One Good Thing by Jilly. And Jill recently gifted me with her children's book and a book about her life story of overcoming her addiction to alcohol. And Jill is a beautiful woman who's been very willing to be vulnerable in sharing in her book, One Good Life, her story of healing from an addiction that could have literally ruined every aspect of her life, from her own personal well-being, her health, her family, and she overcame it, and she shares her success story in One Good Life. And then her children's book is about the power of doing little things for others. And she's, it's very cute because there's a little blonde-haired girl, Jilly, and that is really crafted in um, that persona in the book is crafted after Jill. And her father used to call her Jilly and actually taught her these principles. So it's a really fun book. So, Laura, we will ship off those two books to you, and then I will also be giving away a set to a lucky caller today. Laura's question that was selected as our giveaway winner this week is, I'm a type one. My question today relates to my son, who is six years old. He is a type four. The main challenge we face has to do with his acting out physically at school and how we should discipline him. My son has been diagnosed with different sensory processing challenges and is very sensitive to his environment. Given this, he doesn't have the best impulse control and can get extremely physical with other children and even his teachers. He's been kicked out of two schools. Another bit of information is his biological father is a violent man and may have bipolar disorder. My son has not known him at all, and my ex-husband, a wonderful man, my son has not known him at all, and a wonderful man has stepped up into the role of my son's dad. Do you have any guidance or suggestions for my son to behave better at school and control his body? Well, this is really good news, mom, that you know you're a type one. And so your nature is to be more random and unstructured. What needs to be, uh, what do you need to focus on in the aspects of his day-to-day -day life to provide structure? Is it his going to bed on a regular time? Is there, is there a dietary uh, issue here involved that does he get clean diet of whole foods, even if, because type four children have a smaller palate range, these are the particular eaters. And he may not need a variety, but he does need clean, whole food. Uh, food becomes a stimulant. Are you, where do you need to provide just enough structure? And what is the preference of structure you need to be attentive to? 
So my sense is that that needs to be, you need to be inspired in that behalf. What, what specific structure will serve this child in feeling some sense of congruity and getting his life on track? That's a phrase that you can even use. My son's life is getting on track. He's becoming more balanced. Balance is an innate quality in a type four human being. Their system is one that needs, it, it has a orientation to balance when the proper structure is applied to their life. And so when this, there's not structure, they go out of balance. And so these labels can also be detrimental that when you diagnose and receive a label, you now have a perception that you filter through that there is almost a quality of his humanity that cannot be changed. These are biochemical, biochemistry issues. He may have some need for more brain food, brain support. The company I've mentioned many times is truehope.com. They have some supplements that can be taken even by small children. They have a great support staff that you can call and just say, here's what we're looking at. My son needs some supplementation. Again, I think there's a real diet. Um, there's something with his diet going on here, and there may, there's probably a need for some supplements to help his brain chemistry get into balance. It's out of balance because I do not, the moment you see him as having this behavior as part of his personality, that's where he shortchanged. His behavior is a byproduct of a biochemical imbalance and, and probably with his brain chemistry that needs support. So those two things, pay attention to that. What structure? Well, you can just review it, make some notes and follow through on this. Give your six-year-old a chance to get the balance he needs so he can move out of these diagnostic references that he can get healthy and can start to feel like he has some control over his own life. Because type fours need to have a sense of control of their life and their environment, that they can influence it the way they need it to be influenced. And so let's look, that's going to, you know, again, the here is where discipline becomes the focus rather than supporting the true nature. My feedback, notice that my answers very rarely have, I don't even, you know, you call in, you write in. I'm not, it's interesting. I've never thought about this before. This is a big aha for me today. I would think most of that a lot of parenting educators are focusing on disciplinary methods to change behavior. Notice that all of my answers reference supporting the uh, enhancement, empowering the development of a child's true nature to come into balance. I had never thought, but that's what I do. We talk about what do you need to do different as a parent to enable your child to come into balance true to their type of energy. So I got a great question from a type four mom. I love this because it's very depictive of her. Again, I love for you to look at what is it in my parenting that needs to be addressed here rather than just addressing what appears to be the issue in my child. There needs, you need to look at both. How is my parenting approach contributing to this dilemma and this issue? So this type four mom writes in, where does the child whisper fit between the two extremes of giving a child everything they want and being overly disciplinarian? 
It seems like whenever discipline is discussed as a topic in general, people tend to discuss it from these two extremes. But there has to be a middle ground. I am a type 4 mom, and I don't want to let my children have everything, but I also don't want to be overly rigid. I have a type 1 5-year-old and a type 4 2-year-old. I feel as though I'm wounding them every time I give them consequences for things like throwing a fit or shouting. But when I don't give them consequences, I feel like they are more likely to act bratty. Help. So right away, you're speaking about how you perceive your world. So this is a perception that you filter things through that's very type four, all or nothing. So now you're worried about the all, which is giving them everything they want, or the nothing. Well, I should switch that. The all is discipline, 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 and the nothing is let them have whatever they want. So your perception of how you logically process things, you're putting this, you're creating this setup for yourself to consider that that's the extremes you have to be worried about or prevent. So now you're parenting from a place of trying to prevent an all or nothing. See, so right away, your approach is trying to prevent something versus trying to create what you want, which is balance to become, and this is what you're quite good at. As a type four, your nature, your natural gift is to create balance. You can't do it when you're in the position of preventing. So you have to switch now to, I choose to create balance. I choose to create an effective approach with my children. You know, I'm a type three parent. I never had this concern because I don't have that lens on the world. I have a very practical approach to parenting as a type three mom. And so for me, it was just a, an obvious kind of conclusion that my practical take on things was I could create balance because that was the practical thing to do. So I was always looking for what was practical. So your key connection is balance, but choose to create balance rather than prevent these extremes. That switch itself will change the way you approach everything and your children's response to you because they're feeling on some level your effort to prevent something versus your empowering presence and energy to create what supports them. So flip that. that We could call the second um, title for this show could be how to flip your parenting. (laughs) As I've said that now twice, (laughs) flipping things. So go into the creation, the proactive stance. I am creating balance. I am knowing what that looks like. I'm using these child whispering parenting approaches in a balanced way that supports the goodwill of my children. I'm experiencing my children as happy, successful, and cooperative with my balanced approach. Write those all down. Keep changing your mindset. Get into a proactive position of, I'm choosing to create this. Let's go to our phone lines now and see who's calling in for help today. Still got, let me go to another question. It appears that my producer is uh, connecting with the callers that have called in. Again, we have a giveaway for a lucky winner today. 
Now, the next question is another type 4 mom. And she writes, I'm a type 4 mom, wondering how to handle a three-year-old type 3 boy who continuously pulls the dog's tail over and over again. We've taught him to use gentle hands, ask him to show us how he can be gentle, etc. But he will still go and grab the dog's tail. It's dangerous to him. It's dangerous to the dog. We've had luck with spanking or a two-minute timeout, but we want to move away from spanking and toward a more empathetic approach. I honestly can't see how to teach my three-year-old some things without an immediate consequence like spanking or timeouts provide. Okay, so this is a great scenario. We're expecting a behavior modification too soon for the nature of the child. You've got to remove the temptation. You have chosen to have a dog. You need to remove that opportunity for your child to be able, this is tricky. This is not a, you know, you've got to remove the temptation which is the dog's tail, because you're trying to create behavior modification. And a three-year-old type three, he's too young to have any ability to just react. He's an active, reactive child. Dog tail, pull the dog tail, get a reaction out of the dog. Gets a reaction out of you, getting a lot of attention. It's not positive, it's negative. And he's getting what he wants, but he's getting a reaction. And you're reinforcing it through negative disciplinary techniques. See, could discipline look like a positive reward for good behavior? I think type three children, I think we tend to go to, if I shame or hurt my child, they'll correct. We think that the fear, fear-based disciplinary approaches will, out of fear, they will correct their behavior. Do you really want your child growing up in fear or having to fear something? What would it look like for you to behave, to honor the behavior you're asking for him to correct, even at three years old? So I understand removing the dog from his um, physical space constantly may be a bit of a challenge, but that's, yeah, that is one solution. Remove the temptation for this little three-year-old does not have the cognitive ability to develop the behavior modification you're asking of him with his nature to be active reactive. So you're setting him up to be spanked and disciplined in a negative way. What could you do that was a positive response to the behavior you're asking him to change? And put it in time blocks, you know, recognize, good for you. You left whatever your dog's name is. You patted his head. You get this, you get this reward. Doesn't have to be a food or a treat. It could be an experience. It could be, and it has to be short turnaround. This is a three-year-old. You know, mommy's going to do this with you for three minutes. Maybe he gets, I don't know, what, what is he into? What does he love to do? Give him three, five minutes of your time. Reward, reward. Acknowledge, acknowledge. Type threes are going to push back when you challenge us and say, don't do this. We'll go, well, I don't like to be told not to do things, so I will do what I want. I'm more, I'm more, I'm a, I'm more just naturally more, type three human beings are more willing to join in when they're enrolled through positive reinforcement and a lot of good for you, good for you. That was great. Awesome. So your approach is, you know, change two things, make some notes and, apply that and let us know. I'd love to hear back from any of our 
email question participants just to um, see how things flip. So if you're listening today, we actually have an opportunity. We There's a giveaway today. No one's called in to grab it. So give us a call at 347-677-1963. Push one on your phone. Got some callers, but they're listeners today. So we'd love to have you Jump on today's call, even if you have a success story, because success, I love success stories. It's inspiring to people. We just love to hear good news, and we, we hear a lot of not-so-good news in this world. Another question that came in is about a teenage type 4 son who's lying, and this type 2 mom writes in, I'm wondering how to discipline my 16-year-old type 4 son for lying. These are big in capital letters capital letters, lies. The first time it happened was about a month ago when he said he was going to hang out with a friend from church, but then he was actually over at his girlfriend's house with her parents when they were out of town. We sat him down and explained that lying is wrong, and we gave him a warning that he was heading down a path that leads to things he doesn't want to be a part of. But now he's continued to lie to us and act against our wishes and our family's values. We are not, we are at our wit's end. I love, and if that's the order of how things played out, if you're being really honest with me and you're not missing any of the sequence of this, okay, right away you've taken away any authority in this world. Type four children need a sense of authority and be able to influence, control their world in a healthy way. So see how you, you're scared, okay? Your fear is, what's willing your way of handling this because you're scared that he's going to go down a path that leads to things you don't want. So if we got really honest, we would change your phrase that he's heading down a path that leads to things he doesn't want. He in his mind is saying, how do you know what I want? You haven't even asked me what I want. You're telling me I don't want things and you haven't even asked me what I want. He's a 16 year old type four son. So right away, he may rebel against that to say, well, I'm going to go down that path just to see if it is what I want, because you seem to think you know better than me that I want, that I shouldn't want things. Right away, you've cut him off. You've cut off his sense of rightful ownership of his life. And the truth is, you're scared he's going to head down a path to lead things you don't want him to be a part of. So you're trying to instill fear to try and keep him from going down that path. But the fear is your fear, not his. You're scared. So it's good for you to be honest about that. Because in parenting, if we ignore our own emotion and we project it all onto the child that it's, I need my child to change so I don't feel this emotion, we've missed a huge opportunity of personal growth, self-development, and emotional healing. Because I've had my children make choices that have triggered some pretty uh, big, powerful emotions in me. And because my background is in emotional healing and I've taught being accountable for the reality you're creating for now, you know, 20 years, I've been teaching this message that's now become a kind of a mainstream message that's more popular. It wasn't that recognized, recognized in 1995, you know, you're the creator of your reality. But it, so there's two sides to this. Let's look at your role as the parent. For you to get really honest, I'm really scared. My son's choices are triggering a lot of fear. 
Well, that's your emotion to deal with. And what if he were just playing a role for you to show you your fears, to show you where you have emotional wounds, to help you see yourself that he's a messenger of sorts to create his choices are creating awareness for you of your own emotional stuff. So when I approached it from that position, I was able to release my child from being the cause of my emotional issues. What is it in my, I had to look at my own life, my own unresolved emotion from my childhood that this was triggering and choose to heal it. Now I have a lot of resources that teach emotional healing. There's actually a course on sale right now. If you go to healingschool.com, you can find the Carol Puddle Energy Healing Mastery course. I would commend you as a parent to make that as big of a focus into your shiftingness as rather than just trying to change your son. Look at your own stuff. Get some emotional healing. Either I've got great courses, the healingschool.com product is fabulous. It will take you through a 10-week course healing your own unresolved emotional issues and limiting beliefs from your childhood. Because as long as he feels, as long as you're running that fear, you're going to keep putting these, you know, propositions in front of him. Now, the second thing is if your story is accurate and after you found out he had gone to a girlfriend's house, I don't know how you found out. What was the, how did that get revealed? Did he tell you finally? Did it come through a third party? So right away, the way of this information is he's going to feel a bit of violation. He, at some, he is not feeling he has a right to choose what he wants and that you would even support him. So he's going to do his own thing. And a 16-year-old type four is designed to do their own thing. They feel they should have that right. So trying to stop that will be very difficult. And then the fact that you sat him down and you did a talking to. See, I would have handled this much differently. Once I had found out, if he had told me, I would have said, thank you for feeling safe enough to share this with me. I'm so glad you feel safe to share. How do you feel about that decision? How are you feeling about that? Then I would have asked, why did you feel, why did you tell us one thing and choose to do the other? You know, what motivated that? You know, I'd want to know what he's afraid of. I'd want to know why are you scared to lie? Why are you having to lie? Rather than just, oh, no, you're now lying and now I have to correct this. I want to know what's driving that. Why is my child feeling they can be honest? Tell me what they really want to do. Why are they staging the lie? I'd want to know. And I would do my best to not throw down the discipline and say, well, how do you want to handle this? This is a type four child. What do you think is the correct way to handle this? What would you do if you were the parent? What do you feel is correct for you? Because ultimately, I want to make sure that the relationship is intact. And that's the kind of conversation you need to have, especially with a type four 
child. But when you end your question with we're at our wits end, you again have identified you have some emotional stuff you need to take care of that this child's choices is showing you. So there's both sides to this. So give that child a, a voice in, the, in this experience. Let him be his authority with your guidance. See, you are new to this. You did not, you know, he, there's a lot more to learn. Does he know he's a type four? Does he know he needs to, he's looking for respect? Does he know he needs to be his own authority? When empowered with that conscious awareness, he will be more respectful of his role. He will want to make. This is an act of rebellion for a reason. And I have a great blog post on the Child Whisper blog about that, that children do not want to rebel. And I talk, actually, I talk about, it's actually in the book. Excuse me. It's not, I may have a blog post, but I know it's in the book. There's a chapter on that. Please reread that chapter on what motivates a child to rebel. It's about their sense of, of trying to get a, a, a identity of, you know, support themselves. Still got a giveaway here. There's still time for a lucky caller today. Three four seven six seven seven one nine six three. And want to uh, invite everyone. I will be heading to Chicago, then Atlanta, Baltimore. That's all next week. If you go to facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle, you'll see the information there to get you to Eventbrite to register for a seat at the upcoming Carol Tour. Then I'll be in Seattle on October 13th. And then I will be in Austin on the 20th and Phoenix on the 21st. I'd love to meet you, meet your family. Thank you for being a fan. And for those of you that are uh, customers, and I want to, I have a special message I've crafted for each tour location. I, I used my intuitive gift of tuning in and going, what am I meant to speak about in each of these cities? What is correct for these beautiful audiences to hear? And we'll be sending an email out. If you're in our email database, there's some emails going out that will announce my topics. You can also write support at liveyourtruth.com if you're interested in what the topics are um, for each of the cities, if you will be traveling. Because some people are traveling from longer distances, either driving or flying. So looking forward to that. Then Lifestyle is a new membership product that we have at DressingYourTruth.com. Please try that out. We, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Well worth the investment. Great, lots of great content. But one of, my, one of the things I feel is really valuable, especially in a mom's life, is being a part of a community of women and a place to connect on a daily basis with information that's inspiring, that's life supportive, that will support you in staying in a good energy. There's so much value in that in a world in which we do too much, trying think think we need to get more done than we can, and we don't have the emotional support of kind of what we what women used to have in more indigenous communities of 
really connecting on a daily basis, working as a tribe in a way, you know, working as a community of women. So this is a, we create online communities to now support that. Then a beautiful blog post that was written by my daughter-in-law, Sarah Tuttle, How to Pray When You're Facing Infertility. Some of you have followed my son and daughter-in-law's story of their twin daughters being born this year. And she, we invited her to write a blog post on prayers that can support you if you're facing infertility. Very beautiful. Check it out at thechildwhisper.com. So one more chance here to get, oh, we've got a caller. Thank you. We usually have multiple callers. Things are just a little quieter today. But my caller, 540, you are on the line. Oh, yeah, we got two callers. 540, you are on the line. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Tell me your name. Um, my name is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I'm calling from Virginia. I'm coming to see you next week in Baltimore. I'm excited. Wonderful. Good. Make sure you yeah. say, hey, I am I talked to you last week. I, I'll remember that. So. Okay. Good. I will. I will. Um, so I, like, have questions about all of my children, but... Um, <laughs> Because, you know, you always have questions about your kids. Um, but today, I guess, like the one I was thinking about, I have a type 1 three-year-old um, with a boy. And he, I had a baby like 18 months ago. I was a little girl. Anyway, he like, he goes from like super happy, bouncing off the wall, silly, crazy, to like really angry. Okay. And like... One of my friends was like, maybe he's a type 2, maybe he's a type 3. I'm like, I just, I really don't feel like he's a type 3. I feel like he's a type 1. Like, he's just so, you know, happy and fun to be around, and he loves to be like, hey, look at me, and I'm being silly, and, you know, just okay. has a lot of that type 1 energy, but he gets, like, really angry. So I'm like, is that just a type 1 super dramatic thing that they do? What's your type? I'm a type 2. I'm a type 2. Okay. And uh, this is a 3-year-old? Yes. Okay. You know, he may get too up, too stimulated, and then there's yeah. that crash. There's extreme. Right, and I noticed, like, there's some extreme I think he's a four secondary. And I, okay. And I've noticed, like, if I kind of put him in his room and be like, you know what, you're just going to take a minute to kind of, like, have some alone time and cool down, he, like, loves it. He's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I so think like he's today, he like a three-year-old. He doesn't have that. He really, really depends on you to create a little more balance. Because what the word that's coming to me is there's some extremes playing out here. Extreme okay. animated up to then, because that there is this. You can't stay in that energy as a constant. So if he's trying to reset, then he goes too extreme the other way, kind of a high-low. And so right. he kind of bring those into more equilibrium. So okay. rather than try and prevent the crash or the low, prevent the super high. Okay. So you'll probably, so yeah, so your, your, like pro your tendency is probably to think we've got to prevent kind of the fallout, but prevent right. the up to be as big as okay. it is. Huh. Okay, that's a good idea. Because, yeah, of, like I've noticed a lot of times too, it's been worth friends he does that too you know in like a big group yeah anyway, and he may he run other over. people's energy kind of run it for the group so that little yeah. energy um 
technique called the zip up is you can even in your mind okay. see you running a line, just zip, pretend a zipper runs from his groin area up the middle of his torso to his bottom lip. And that's going to strengthen okay. his energy field. That's your, okay. um, that's one of your, that's called your central meridian. And when you run that on the upward line, it strengthens your meridian system, which then helps you run just your energy just your personal energy. And because if his central meridian is weak, he's like a little energy sponge and everybody's energy is running through him. Okay. And you that just need sense. to I, I feel like strengthen I that, that central too, so. meridian. Yeah. I need to do that for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always absorbing other people's energy as a type two. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone, ever. I don't think it's unique to type. I think you're more susceptible yeah. to how it affects you right. as a type 1 or 2. I think type 3s and type 4s maybe have less effect, side effects from it as type 1 and type 2 people of the world. But we all have this sort of lack of personal boundary because we have so many things affecting our personal energy system and we're not in nature enough. Yes. So then, well, yeah. you're our, you're our winner today for our, oh, my, great. my get my book set. I think you'll enjoy this. Um, one good thing by Jilly is a blog. That's just a beautiful blog visited by over a hundred thousand people, women a day. And I oh, think wow. you'll enjoy the story of her journey and her children's book. I know your type one will love the children's book. It's very cute. So stay yeah. on, and my producer will get your contact info. So thanks awesome. for calling in. Thank you, Carol. We'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for coming to the tour. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you. I always want to say thank you for being a child-whispering mom. Yeah, we are about to break a record this month. Um, we've been close other times, but we're close to hitting 30,000 listens this month. And with your help in sharing both the book and the podcast, we could hit 30,000 listens the month of September. And that's a new, that's a, that's a, that's a new listen. Uh, you know, I'm going to take three. I love reaching more people. A new record. Very exciting. Thank you for sharing this beautiful book and the podcast and the blog with moms that are showing up in your world that are looking for insight and answers. You'll know when you're meant to share it. I always say follow the energy. You can tell pretty quick whether someone's open and ready to shift things or if they want to stay in their struggle. So don't try and ever force that conversation. It needs to play out very naturally, very organically. And just with a couple comments, you'll know. So when the energy feels closed, just pass it up and invite more moms and people into your life that are open. And you'll feel that energy open. And then they thank you for bringing in information and resources that has been a life changer for them as well. The child whispering work is very much passing through the world. A lot of it's viral because of you. I really appreciate. And again, you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the child whisperer. 
So thanks for joining me today. I will not be live on air next week. I will be traveling. I'll be headed out to Chicago next Monday. So send in your email questions to Parenting at Live Your Truth, and I'll be available in two weeks for the next live broadcast to answer your questions and continue to support you in raising happy, successful, cooperative children. Create a wonderful week with your amazing family. Thanks for tuning in today. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.